We are live and recording on Signs of the Universe with all of our friends. Today we have a special episode. We have a lot of our listeners joining us. Hi, my name is Daviana. My name is Yuval. My name is Alicia. My name is Anaga. And I'm Wojcik. Thanks for having us. The perspective of others is super important to this show because we don't want to constantly be feeding you a one-sided POV. We know that a lot of people have had manifestation success stories, and we wanted you to hear those voices. And hopefully we'll be having more of these. It's an installment type of thing. First installment, second installment. We're basically like pulling a Marvel out here. It's just going to keep going. Today we're going to be hearing from a wide range of people, and they all have very different experiences. We're going to be interviewing Davi, Yuval, Alicia, Anika and Oishik to hear about what they have to say in regards to manifestation, mindset, and just general life advice. Just like magic, just like magic, middle finger to my thumb and then I snap it. Just like magic, I'm attractive, I get everything I want because I attract it. Episode 9, Just Like Magic. Our first interviewee is Davi. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Davi. Of course. I've never been on a podcast before. I'm just really excited to talk about my manifestation story. I'm a recent college grad living in New York City for the past four years. I've been trying to find love. Maybe it was because I would watch shows like Sex and the City and see how all the main characters found that person. And it was always just something that I wanted for myself. After three years of online dating, trying to find that person, it just got to a point where it felt like it was too much work. I was just putting myself out there all of the time and not really receiving anything back. It just felt like a battle with myself. I started to initially blame myself because I was like, at the end of the day, if I'm the common denominator, then it's obviously something to do with me. How did you feel when you were putting yourself out there over and over again and you were not getting what you wanted? How did that impact your want and your desire for a relationship? I felt like I was selling myself to people, trying to market myself as the cool, fun girl that has a niche taste in music, the perfect girlfriend. And I would do that on every first date. And after date and date, it just felt so tiring. I didn't want to have to keep showing people how great I am by putting myself on a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) It was so tiring having to do that over and over and over again. At the end of the day, it just really felt like I was the problem. I remember I was walking home from work Earlier that week, I had just gone on one of the worst dates I'd ever been on in my life. I was actually talking to Rhea on the phone and I was like, Rhea, I'm at this point in my life where I feel like I've been trying and putting myself out there. I just am done putting myself out there. I just accept what's going to happen. I was able to get to this place of being present in the moment and being open and welcoming to any person or any energy that just would come into my life rather than looking at myself and my dating life as a sort of advertisement 
over this past summer, I met this guy. I thought he was really sweet and cool. I remember towards the end of the night, he asked me for my phone number, which is something I'm not used to because I'm just always used to advertising myself and being that forward person. So that initially took me aback. I remember waiting that entire week for him to text me and I was walking home from work and I was actually talking to Rhea on FaceTime. I was like, Rhea, I met this guy over the weekend and he was really sweet and cool, but I don't want to project. I don't want to assume. I don't want to put that pressure on myself. And quite frankly, if someone comes into my life and serves that purpose for me, then I will just accept it. Right after I said that to Rhea, the boy texted me. It just felt like this kinetic moment where I was like, I just spoke him into existence. Maybe this is the kind of relationship that I want. Maybe this is the connection that I have never had before. And cut to eight months later, we're still dating. I will never forget that moment where I was just able to let my guard down and just be and speak it into existence. It was just one of the most rewarding feelings of my life where I was able to not be so judgmental of myself and just be. Sometimes we can hyperfixate on something and almost manifest it way too much. But when you take a step back and you're like, okay, I'm going to let the universe do its work. I'm not going to focus on it so much. It happens when you least expect it. I have so many thoughts swirling in my head after hearing that story, Davi. I'm really latching on to what you said about being hesitant about projection. I think something that I've been really trying to discern the line between for some time now is what are the boundaries between manifestation, intuition, and projection? How are those things the same? Are those things different? How much do I need to be an agent of the universe that I need to let go, let the universe sift and move me around? And how much say do I have in that with my own interventions? We can project things that are wonderful, like the kinds of relationships we're looking for. And we can also project things we're afraid of by accident if we latch onto them too hard. I think that's the beauty in your story, Dobby, is about how ultimately what you manifested came back to you as soon as you took the right amount of distance. I think I've manifested a lot of breakups before by accident. They were not necessarily breakups I wanted to happen. There have been points in my life where I have been so afraid of other people leaving me that I started to just really believe that they were going to do it. I remember there was this one person in high school that I was in this on and off relationship with. We were friends with benefits. I really, really liked him and he thought I was cute and we would hook up, but he didn't have feelings for me back. We'd be on a break and I still liked him. I would essentially try to give him another chance, hoping that this would be the time that he would catch feelings for me. We'd start hooking up again. It, it inevitably ended each time with this painful realization that he once again had not caught feelings for me. At that point in time, there were a few of those breakups between those little eras of our relationship together where I truly remember being like, yeah, tonight at probably 8 p.m. I'll be done with 
my calc homework, it'll probably be a convenient time for him to come break up with me. I figure he might he'll, he might do it. There's no way he's not about to leave me based on the dodgy texts I'm getting and the way that he's not reciprocating when I flirt with him anymore. And I was right to this day. I mean, now that I've learned more about manifesting and about my own power within it, I wonder a lot about whether I had a hand in making that happen. Did you feel that negative manifestation manifest in your body or did you mostly feel it as a thought process that you had to reimagine and reinvent? I think it was definitely both of the above. I would really feel it, you know, it would be this weight in my stomach, lump in my throat that my body almost knew. I have self-deprecating thoughts every once in a while. I'm like, I don't really know if my train's going to come on time today. Low stakes example there. I think that in these negative manifesting moments, as I'm calling them, I was getting sweaty. I was feeling this physical discomfort of knowing that something something wrong was coming. I've noticed it doesn't happen to me as physically when it's a positive manifestation. I don't really know what that means yet, but I've been thinking about that lately. One of the things that you've all said that really resonated with me was her questions around how much of a say we have and how much power we have to control our narrative or journey or experiences when there's so many external things and forces going on. Hi everyone, Uh, my name is Alicia and I'm in my final semester at college. One of the manifestation stories in my life took place around this time last year when my friend and I decided to run to be the co-presidents for a women in business organization that we've both been a part of for years now. There was a month-long campaign period, if you will. Arguably, that's the most stress, I think, within an academic context that I've felt in a long time, maybe even ever. There's two sets of candidates running in pairs, and there's this natural competitive element whenever there's some sort of election process. People have a lot to say. I just remember the things being said about me. There was a lot of oh, she's not popular enough. She's not bold enough. Or my favorite term was she doesn't have the presence to lead a student group and really take charge. Hearing all of those terms was really hard to brush off, especially when I've had past experiences in student leadership roles where I've proven my abilities both to myself and others. There were so many moments where I was like, dang, what power do I have to fight this? I was in such a place of self-doubt and worry. I really thank my friends and parents for helping me get out of that mental state because I did really want this role. I knew I wanted it. I kept telling myself and everyone about it. One thing I wasn't fully aware of and what this experience taught me about manifestation is how it's also about taking action um, and that action bringing you confidence in the process. I will admit that I think throughout learning about manifestation and everything, there's a bit of skepticism around manifestation and how it all works. And if I'm just being like overly optimistic, but at the end of the day, this whole experience reminded me that manifestation is for me about speaking into the universe, the things I want, taking action and taking control of my journey and my narrative as much as I can and really believing in myself and the positive outcomes. 
the election went well. We won, my friend and I, and we are in this role today and we are so thrilled and excited about it. It's something that now I'm speaking for her as well, but along the way, even if that outcome hadn't happened, I just, again, learned so much about manifestation and this process and who I am and the things that I can take control of and the powers and abilities that I do have, which was really wonderful. First of all, congrats on winning the election. I just have a question about how your feelings shifted when you decided to take action from just hearing about what everyone was saying and maybe even feeling a certain way about yourself versus after. I think in the beginning of this process, there was a lot of doubt and worry and hearing what people had to say really made me rethink who I was. And that did not feel great at all because I like to think that over the course of these past few years, just throughout college and figuring out who, what I want academically and professionally and in all of these settings, I really feel like I've been able to solidify all of that and really feel confident in, in who I am in these settings. To hear all these things and to be shaken up with it was very unnerving. Giving myself the time to reset, refocus, and to start the process again of believing in myself and taking ownership of all of that boosted my confidence so much. The whole process of taking action, letting people know the things that I believed in, the things that I wanted to potentially do in this role and why I wanted to have this role. That was really important for me because I realized that the things that I wanted and the things that I was hoping for were different from the other candidates. It kind of reminds me of an affirmation that I started doing a couple of weeks ago, which is I am who I think I am and I am who I want to be. I know you're not supposed to use the word not in manifesting, but you know what? Sometimes there are no rules and you just have to say what you want to say. I also say I am not who I am perceived as, and that can be a positive or a negative thing. I really resonated a lot with what Alicia was saying because I think my journey with trying to reach my dream career was a lot about my own self-doubt, perceiving a lot of competitiveness in the space. I have always known from the beginning of my journey at business school that I wanted to go into consulting. That's a space where it's very driven by people and um, relationships with people. I've always loved talking to people and thought that I had a knack for that, but coming into a school where people were very driven and competitive, it was really easy for me to feel like I wasn't as good at doing this other people were as my peers were. To give the listeners some context, the way that recruiting and our job process works is that people typically intern during summers, but the really big summer is the junior summer, the summer between your junior and senior year. Typically, that recruiting process starts during junior year where you get that summer internship offer. If the internship goes really well, you'd hopefully get a full-time return for after your senior year ends. I thought that my journey was going to look a lot like that. It ended up not working out because I was so scared about not getting an internship. I almost manifested this negative outcome for myself. Not only did I not get the internship I wanted, but I had to settle for an internship that I really wasn't excited about. My mindset going into that internship was very negative. Because of that, I had a lot of stress and um, anxiety about 
reaching my professional aspirations. Over time, looking back on it, all those experiences needed to happen. During my recruiting journey, I gained a whole year of work experience. With that, I grew a lot in confidence. That journey of going through this dissatisfaction with my career really led me to grow a lot in my abilities at the same time. By the time it came to re-recruit for my senior year and my full-time job, I came in with this confidence and I came in with this affirmation that I would get a job and I would land up in my dream industry. I even was so confident that I literally said out loud that I would get my dream job by Thanksgiving. Saying that and announcing that to the world was very daunting for me at first, but it was really powerful. This time going through recruiting, I not only got my dream offer, but I got a bunch of other offers in my dream industry, which looking back at my junior summer internship where I had to settle for one I wasn't happy with, it was completely night and day. While there might have been external factors like more opportunities in the space, I think that manifestation and my mindset going into it and my confidence going into it really helped me land my dream internship. It really translated into my attitude and internships and the way I talked about myself. Manifestation and self-confidence are really, really go hand in hand. Sometimes it takes some time for you to get the thing that you're manifesting about. I've been wanting this internship and this career for almost two, three years now. I think I love that shift. I also want to honor what you said about the skepticism around manifesting because trying to manifest when you don't believe in those things is like very daunting and scary and you don't really need to full send and believe there are days when I'm like ha 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 like I have had many moments where manifestations have fully come true but I'm still like nah coincidence my question to you is for your shift what did that look like for you was it an internal monologue shift or was it a work ethic shift for me it was really the first one my internal mindset shift. I was always working towards my goals and I always had this this pretty strong work ethic to pursue my career path. I would even argue that I was preparing a lot more for my junior summer recruiting season. Looking back, what I was lacking was this confidence and assuredness. And especially with interviews, that's really about other people's perception of you. Your perception of yourself is even more important because that's how you're gonna present yourself to other people. This to me sounds like right job, wrong time, right? Because you did get the job eventually, but you needed that whole year of growth, the year of development, the year where you worked other jobs, you saw what you liked and you didn't like. And you worked on yourself too, and you worked on your perception of yourself, which like you mentioned, the way that you perceive yourself is the way that people perceive you in interviews. It ended up working out in the end. I really needed to grow in confidence in my abilities and have that mindset shift that I can achieve this, I am capable of this, I deserve this. And not just because of my work ethic, but because I myself am enough for this. Comparing yourself to others is actually lack mindset. We haven't talked about lack mindset in a really long time, but when you overthink and you're comparing yourself to everybody, it's actually thinking about what you don't have and what you are missing from your life. The fact that in college, you're just around a bunch of people who are, believe it or not, similar to you because they're in the same major. Why is this person doing the thing that I've always wanted to do, but I'm not doing it? What did they have that I don't? Anika, that's a really, really strong shift that you mentioned in your mindset of 
knowing that you did deserve something because of who you were and that you were enough. We did have that environment where it was constantly comparing yourself to what other people are doing. You're always looking to your left and your right in class. You're like, oh, this person is doing this and this person is doing this. I'm like, good for them. But then it's like, what's left for me? But there's so many things left for us. There's so many opportunities. This belongs to me too. I have the same capacity and capabilities as literally every other person in this room. Thank you for sharing that. Now we have Oishik, who has been a bestie of mine since I was very little. So Oishik, you can take it away. Sure. First of all, guys, pleasure to be here. What I really just want to offer is a mindset that I try to pursue when I go through different situations. People regard me as a calm person. Uh, I'm collected. And I just want to share what I typically use to go forward to do that. What it is, it's really just the fact that we as humans, we can't differentiate what a good and bad outcome is in the grand scheme of things. I'll give a little example right here. So I went to school at NYU. Initially, I was a pre-med major. I hated it. I didn't like the people around me. I didn't like what I was studying. Honestly, I was close to failing out at one point. It was not good stuff. At the time, I was so sure that I made the wrong decision to come to school. I loved sports. I wanted to go to a big sporting school where they'd have football games every Saturday. I wanted to tailgate. I felt like I was missing out, like I made the wrong decision to come to this school. Now, looking back on it after graduation, I have a lot of friends that I keep in touch with, and I wouldn't trade them for the world, and I'd do anything for them. I'm super appreciative of it. So there was good that came out of it. I can't look back and say, hey, I think I made the right decision or the wrong decision. I still will have no idea because I just don't know the alternative. I could have gone to a different place. I don't know how that would have turned out. Another little tidbit is, let's say you're interviewing for a dream job. And I know we mentioned work and jobs. I want to mention this. Say you're interviewing for a dream job. You're so sure that this is what you want to do and you're so gung-ho about it. And it doesn't go your way. Obviously, you're going to be kind of upset. However, we don't know what that leads to, right? Maybe your dream job at that time is not your dream job a month later, two months later, our values are constantly changing and evolving. It's just important to not get down about things. Things will just happen to us. We're in control of the situation. Our choices ultimately culminate to the situation in our lives. And that's, it is what it is. We don't know the alternative. We just don't know whether it was a good thing or a bad thing. Like, who knows? Maybe you could get a different job and that ends up being your dream job that leads to some other stuff. And it gets better from there. That's awesome. I want to commend you in honoring your experiences. You're not discounting the fact that you felt those negative feelings, or maybe not negative, but you felt sad, you felt bad, you felt frustrated. And I love and I really appreciate that you're not just wiping all of those feelings. You're honoring past Oishik and those experiences. But at the same time, you're also looking at all the good that came out of it that maybe you couldn't see in the moment. And you're not characterizing it as a good or bad situation. You're just allowing it to exist as it was and allowing it to impact who you are. I really think that it's super hard to do that. The fact that you can do that is incredibly impressive. Also, just being in the mindset of worrying about whether one choice or one decision impacted an outcome 
can really get you stuck in a negative manifestation mindset. When you worry about the things that you can't control about yourself or maybe an outcome or a situation, you get desperate and you feel stuck and you feel a lack of control when accepting the fact that this just is and this is how we are is gonna help you have more control. It's a balance. It's like, I wanna feel in control, but I'm not in control, but I can't control it, but I can. So it's like a bunch of gray area, which Nithya knows I've been saying. That's like my, that's my sentence for 2022 is that there is no black and white. Everything is gray. You can have two things be true at once. You can have complete control over, over a situation and no control over a situation at the same time. It's funny that you mentioned the gray scale, Rhea, because that's, literally what I was about to say. I just wanted to say that what you said spoke to me a lot, Wojcik, when you said you don't know if a decision is going to be good or bad and there's no point in fussing over it. I don't think any decision is purely good or purely bad. This is something I'm also learning this year, is that a lot of things happen on a grayscale. A person isn't a good or a bad person. They're somewhere in between. And also, good and bad are subjective terms. I do think that when it comes to making decisions about our lives and even looking back on the past and ruminating on decisions that we've made, there's really no point in trying to figure out and discern if it's going to be a good or a bad decision in the long run. Because I, I also like the way that you described life as being just a series of, of things that you go through, you don't know if it's gonna be good or bad. It reminds me of a choose your own adventure story where at every point and turn, you're faced with new decisions and those new decisions wouldn't have come up if you made a different decision for the one before. And I guess going, using like the college, choosing a college example, if you think about it as I chose NYU as my college and I met these people then it puts the whole decision into perspective because it's like, oh, if I didn't choose NYU, I wouldn't have met those people, which wouldn't have led me to this point. Sometimes in the moment, we can be in really anxiety-inducing situations. That zoom out that Oishik mentioned actually kind of helps a little bit. Like, zoom out. In the grand scheme of things, this moment is not life or death. You are not going to come out of this moment like severely shook or injured it just feels bad in the moment you're just overthinking how much this matters to you in the moment while those feelings are real and while those feelings are valid they sometimes can feel all-consuming so thinking about that zoom out can really help it's good to go about life just make the call go with your gut realize that the situation you're putting yourself in is oftentimes just a culmination of the things you've chosen to do and the things you've chosen to do you can't have regrets about it right because you don't know if it's the right or wrong thing and you, you probably will never know so it's it's good to try and make remain content that way my shiki should be a motivational i literally just wanted to say that i found that very motivational <laughs> that you should be a motivational speaker i'd pay to listen but i get to listen for free now so that's nice I know I talked a lot about not overthinking it, but I just want to make sure it doesn't mean just proceed with life, not thinking about anything and just be like, ah, that didn't matter at all. Like things do matter. Things happen for a reason. It's important to analyze like why this went wrong, why this went well, and use that to your advantage in the future, right? Just so in the future, maybe you've already been in that 
place. You don't have to think about it again because you've already been there. Totally. There is a difference between being reckless and being carefree. So Nithya and I just want to say a huge thank you to every single one of the interviewees that we had on the call today. You are all really close friends and also very much mentors to me in my mind even though it's weird to think of your friends as mentors but I am so inspired and constantly striving to be more cognizant and be more or just just be more like you guys in whatever traits that I see to be inspiring every day you brought the wisdom to this call and I definitely think that our listeners will appreciate it definitely we're so so grateful for your time and for your insights and wisdom I was actually just thinking about this when everyone was telling their stories, but something that impresses and amazes me every time I talk to my friends about manifestation or just life in general is that we're all in our 20s. This is wisdom that we've gained from the pandemic, which was a long and stressful time in our lives, or just our high school experience, or maybe it's just growing up on that cusp of millennial Gen Z, where we're in that like all have so much wisdom and so much knowledge to share and I'm so grateful that you were able to come and share that with us but also with our listeners.